Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all real, real characters that they had. <laughs> uh, and, you can, and then there was, like, um, there's, the, there's, like, a... Oh, Spanish Harlem. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to get you with my Spanish or whatever, Latina something. <laughs> I forget. She's like, Not her Latino. No, no, she's, like, but... talking about drinking tequila and killing people. <laughs> you should look up uh, the Glow Rap. On YouTube, oh, and wow. it, it's it's amazing. It's awful. It, it, it's like it's a classic, like eighties awful rap. Bunch <laughs> of people cannot rap. Like we're the glow people, and we're here to say that we're gonna kick your ass every day, type of thing. And that was like in the show. Well, right. Or that was the yeah. making fun of. Okay. So glow comes from. Uh, she's like Genji Cohen is like the executive producer, but it was actually two of her uh, writers, and. Producers that came on to do both from working with her on like Orange is the Black. Well, let's let's explain. Genji Cohen is is the woman behind uh, Weeds and Orange is the New Black. Right. So, you know, uh, I'd say a, a pretty terrific writer, showrunner, and um, and we should say like what you would you already say what Glow stands for and what it originally was. Uh, yeah, Glow stands for Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. It was a real stupid, campy wrestling show that had some interesting problems that kind of caused it to end. There's actually a documentary on Netflix right now about Real Glow as well. You can watch if you want to see some behind-the-scenes interviews and stuff about talking a little bit through how it was developed and how it ended and stuff. Now, the show that we're talking about, though, is a fictionalized version of the Real Glow. So there's a lot of characters that are sort of loosely based off of characters, and they're like amalgams and stuff, but a lot of it is just sort of original. Like, the story of how things happen in the show is not the same as how it happened in real life. You know, this is how they struggled specifically and stuff. You know, it was a lot, they had, they had a lot more success early on than they did in the Netflix version. So, let's just talk, I guess, a little bit about the characters. I would say that there's basically main characters, and then there's a lot of other characters that have a lot of you know, importance as well. And then there's some tertiary ones that aren't as relevant, but most of the characters have at least a little bit of an arc of something. Some more than others. So there's Ruth, who's played by Alison Brie, who's basically a struggling actress and is kind of running out of money and sees this audition for Glow because she can't really find anything else. She's like, I'm gonna do it. She's sort of like this, like trained actress. She's like always talking about like you know the method, you know her theater productions. It's like, oh, so I did some cloud work, you know, type of thing. And you know she's sort of pretentious. And what is great is that she's actually a good actress, but she's also kind of insufferable actress. What do you so, mean by that? The the character. Yeah. What do you mean by insufferable? I think I know what you're saying, but you should. Meaning she's that. very like pretentious, like talking and like. She doesn't always understand the correct way to actually act in certain circumstances. Well, she's also insistent on on you know being a serious actress all the time. Yeah. Um. You know, being being about like the craft, but it's also like the moment may not always like arise for it, or or she'll kind of insist on the process being you know the process being more you know act actory than than it uh, you know, yeah that's right. than, than it actually calls for. Yeah. So. As the show is kind of starting up, it's after she kind of 
makes some really stupid mistakes and sleeps with her best friend's husband, who's played by Rich Moore from of Mad Men fame, where he played that um Harry. You know, Harry. You know, Rich Moore is very good at playing that kind of like the can you believe this guy type yeah. of character. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, Harry's wife is uh, played by Betty Gilpin, who has been on a lot that you can probably know, but she had a small role in American Gods. She was on Nurse Jackie. Yeah, that's right. And she's really good in the show too. Yeah. And it's very interesting because, like, you know, you think, like, you know, Harry is, like, how come... He seems like he's such, he's such a douchebag. It's kind of funny, like, how, like, both these women both slept with him. It's like, how did that happen? But I guess, you know, he's, you know, he had stability. You know, maybe that's what attracted many of his character in the first place. But, so, she is a former soap. Opera star. She got pregnant. She got written off the show, and so the show that she was on. Yeah, uh, so we're all, we're all still in the fictional universe. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Martin Marin plays this guy who is, I guess you could say, he's sort of a washed-up B-movie director. And as we find out, this producer guy Bash has essentially offered to bankroll his next movie if he offers to direct this glow TV show because he needs like a professional because this guy Bash is basically like a trust fund rich kid who loves wrestling. I think we're we're, we're having this is this is let's get spoiler talk, right? It's all spoilers. Right. So we think that he might be gay, right? Yeah, it seems like with the with the relationship that he has with his um with his uh man servant friend. Yeah, and he's like he has to be there and that's like I feel like it's a a little, and he doesn't seem to be really interested in the women there, even though they're like a number of attractive women and yeah. stuff. And like, while the Mark Maron character is more is more so, you know, and and clearly, you know, they have like attractive women there, and that's part of the thing they're sort of trying to, they're trying to like market as well, yeah, well you know, to, to, to other people. So the fact that Bash isn't really respond, like he doesn't seem to be really responding to to them in a way like he. Is into them. Um, yeah, he's the closest with the with one what's her name, the one who plays Machu Picchu, Carmen. You know, and I would she's not conventionally attractive, but you know, like she's got like that you know great personality. They say like they have, they become like friends. You know, like but he's pretending to be <laughs> her, her boyfriend. I, I did like that that scene where, where he's confronting like the dad to try to convince her. He's like. You know, uh, yes, we're serious, you know, but not that serious, but but actually serious because we're thinking together. Even <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so I think what would, what would be useful, what would be good is like, is for us to sort of because we can summarize the plot, but for us yeah. to, to try to convince people why they should watch it, it would be good. Oh, we still, I think, um, because some people have heard of it, and I don't know if it sounds interesting to a lot of people. Um, obviously nowadays there's just such a influx of shows and different things that people watch that it's like, you know, everyone's recommending different things, but so I think there are specifically some good reasons to, to watch, uh, well, first Glow, of all, but, um, yeah, let me give you this. Each episode's only 30 or 40 minutes. Right. There's only 10 episodes. Right. You could easily watch the whole season in a weekend. Right. You know, and it, it, 
it's one of the. And they're better, complete episodes too. I mean, it's yeah, not. It, that's it, right. it, each episode's very good. Yeah, in the Netflix model of like binging, you know, they're they're good. You know, they're good episodes, and you know, you get into it pretty fast. It's got a great soundtrack. You know, it you know it has like a nice. It has that classic sort of '80s vibe. You know, picking right. appropriate, interesting, you know, like appropriate yeah. '80s music. Yeah, and, and actually, sorry, it's not. But I, you know, like sometimes some things get like egregiously eighties and it kind of like, Ugh. and this has, but this does it in a way that's kind of like tongue in cheek. So the, the show is a comedy with dramatic elements, but it is really funny. Yeah, I mean, like the, Mark Marin is really funny. In, like very first episode, right? Just <laughs> well, so it's, it's, it's very funny. Like he's really good. This is like his like his best performance. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I, I, I agree with that. We'll get to that in a second. And, you know, when you talk about the '80s aesthetic thing, you know, it, it's as if they they like took a took a page from the Stranger Things book in the sense of, first of all, it being an '80s sort sort of thing in a different way. But they both take place in the '80s, but it's about it actually is like feels real, you know, about people in the '80s as opposed to it's just an '80s vibe. Um, but and when they have the the, the What's, what's the name of the, the music when it's like indigenous music or digestible music? What's the oh? What's the uh, <laughs> oh, wait? Diegetic? Yeah, you know, you know they have. Well, all I'm saying is like when they have music playing, like the '80s music playing during the uh, during the show during Glow, just like in Stranger Things. Um, you know, it's just that they have '80s music playing, so it makes you feel like they're living in the '80s, but it's not like over the top, like this is an '80s thing, unless unless you're talking about the opening sequence. So anyway, I I think they did a good uh, a good job with that. Um, but I think I think it would be worthwhile for us to you mentioned it for a second to talk about one of the big reasons to to watch it is how you kind of mentioned some of the actors in it. So yeah. what are you saying about Mark Maron? Mark Maron is really great. He's yeah. funny. He has some nice like dramatic turns. He's very believable yeah. in his character. Yeah, it's it's he's drawing from some like life experiences from this type of thing, but it feels like he feels like a character. He's like that guy feels real. Like, yeah, he like it. It seems Sam. so natural for him. Oh, yeah. He's so like, he, he's so good at that. Well, and um, he said I, I heard him do like an interview, um, uh, do like a podcast where he was talking about. Um, it was actually uh, it was on uh, RuPaul's uh, 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 podcast. And Mark Maron was talking about how he was, uh, um, how the way he did the character, in a lot of ways, was, was uh, he's just, you know, he's, he, he, it definitely is a part of him in a lot of ways, but what, but he's like a super neurotic guy, like Mark Maron, he said he just had to turn down a lot of the neurotic stuff, and yeah. just let the kind of asshole, like, like, um, uh, yeah. you know, jaded, uh, Guy there, uh, so so it, 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 yeah. He just, I mean, the look like, like, like he just looks like one of those. Like, I mean, he he looks like who he is in it. You know, he's got the mustache and the and the right. and the glasses, and he looks like he's been this like B movie director screenwriter who hasn't really made it, and like has got all these like all the actors you know are good. Yeah, well, let's, let's go through some of them. The and leads are really good. Like, so the guy, the producer Bash guy is really interesting. Once you kind of realize, you know, he has, like, some very interesting depths. You know, like, yeah. You don't realize it first. You, you, you first think that he's, and I think this is a thing, even though it's not exactly Genji Cohen, I remember saying, like, the, people, the, real, the real people who 
somewhere behind it, or, or like some of the writers. But but I'm sure they you know working with Genji Cohen, they 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 you know learned how to do this well. But Genji Genji Cohen's like Genji Cohen's characters is really good. At, like you think they're gonna be this kind of stereotype, or even just like one sort of archetype um, that's sort of predictable of of the type of person they are, and they turn out to have more depth. So Bash seems like at first just this douchebag, not caring, you know, um, son, uh, son of a, you know, you know, just really like wealthy son. Yeah, tr- trust fund baby. And again, as you were saying, like, like he has a lot of depth. Like he really, as you're saying, really big wrestling fan, but also seems to kind of care about making doing it. Well, also seems to care about, or at least comes to care about the uh, the uh, cast. Oh yeah, for you know, sure. And about the production. And the thing is, like, he's right a, a lot about like right. how it's supposed to go. Because I remember there's like, you know, Mark Maron's character is trying to come up with like this ludicrous, complicated movie. <laughs> it's like actually like really sexist. Like this like awful, like, awful plot, just yeah. terrible. And then it's like, well, listen, it's. It's just, listen, it's good. It's just it's too complicated. It's like, yes, but wrestling and wrestling audiences. Right. You know, we need archetypes, man. We need to understand. Like, yeah. Then, yeah. So then he's like, <laughs> getting into like the stereotype thing. He's like, okay, you're Oriental. He's like, you know, you're right. You're you know, he's like, I'm Cambodian. He's like, that's deep. That's backstory. <laughs> he's like, you're a terrorist. He's like, I'm Indian. He's like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, no. Right. Yeah. Well, they have like with with the yeah. the, the black wrestlers. We had them. They were called like a, she's called she's called like the welfare queen. But she did so good with right. that character. First of all, you saw like how she was saying like he, she was worried about her son, like, yes. like seeing like the racist image. Yeah, and stuff, but then yeah. like she all she was so good. With, like yeah, she, she was. was she always was really good. She's at that so part. good at committing to that welfare queen thing. It's like mm-hmm. I'm like I'm living. I'm living off of Uncle Sam's. <laughs> All paid for by the American taxpayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that, that's great. Especially, I think, the, the whole thing with it is that was during the Reagan era. So that's kind of the thing. But we can get to the thematic stuff later. Yeah, then, so let's go to Alison Brie. Alison Brie she obviously, is yeah. really, really good. She's, like, really interesting because, like, she's sort of, like, uh, an asshole character, too. You know, she's, she's like a, you know, she's really, she's like a good-hearted person, but she's like also a mess. She's right. like, you know, she's sort of self-sabotage. Self-sabotage, and, you know, sabotage her friendship, too. Yeah. She, like, goes up. Yeah, like, and that's, and that's, I think, one of the things that's very impressive about, you know, how she's written and how she does it is that it's believable that she, in general, tries to be a really good person, but she's got this, like, it's like her coming to grips with... With the, uh, with like kind of the, I don't want to say the evil side of her, but like the uh, like the bad side of her, and that's I think what comes out in the in in the uh, villain that she plays. Because the whole thing is she's first off, she wants to be, she's like I'm going to be the star, you know, I'm going to be the lead, and and um, and you know partially plays into probably her jealousy, which she sort of mentions yeah. with her friend that was kind of underneath it because her because her friend Betty Gilpin is this beautiful blonde soap opera star. Um, and and Alice Brie's character was probably a little, was probably a, you know, a little bit jealous of all that stuff, and so she was avoiding. Alice Brie was avoiding uh, being this uh, villain, and she's like, oh, "How can I be the villain?" But she turns, she ends up like really owning up to it and doing a terrific job at it. 
And, it, and like, and then her acting stuff comes in handy because she's just able to get really to the character. Of, oh, what's the name of the of the villain she plays? Of the heel she plays? Oh, I don't remember. But, but essentially, it's like the Russian character. She's right. like a Russian, you know, stereotype. During yeah. the Cold War, yeah. during the eighties, yeah. so she like. None of you Americans can find me. You all too much pussy. <laughs> right, right. So she's like, she's like, it's Soviet Russia. Abortion is the only thing there is no line for. Yeah, she's the abortion. Right. So, so she, but she, um, yeah, she does such a good job because the whole thing is that she like improvises stuff um, with what the character would say, and she just does really, really well. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, just really, and she, she seems to really enjoy that, that character, and she and she ends up doing a really good job, like doing the wrestler thing, like acting, like the over the top, uh, you know, wrestler. Yeah, you know, they did their, all their own stunts in this show. Really? No, I mean, they're they're definitely great. Um, so, um, she, uh, okay, okay, so she does she does a really good job in the show. I mean, she's really good at like kind of in the way in Birdman that like uh, Michael Keaton. Um, did a good job at playing like a like a, like a what was his name that he was like a decent actor who's like not that great but was like decent enough was really trying to make something work. Alison Brie is like is playing the actor the, the character she plays is probably a better actress than uh than um Betty. Michael Keaton than the, the oh, Michael yeah. Ke- the, the Michael the Michael Keaton's character was as an actress but still that's kind of the same thing like you can see her trying to be better as an actress and further as Christian. So she does a... And having that balance is really, really um, impressive. To, you know, to, to be an actor playing an actor, I mean, that, there's kind of a trope of that role. Yeah. And I think I think she really does a really good job at like just balancing you know, the personal life and the acting life and all that stuff. And, I mean, Alison Brie is... Oh, like, I've never seen her disappoint in a role. Like, so, you know... Yeah, she's always been really good. And I think that... It's kind of funny because, like, these characters, they have, like, a lot of depth to them, but they're also very funny, too. Uh, and, they, you know, there's a lot of sort of realism in the way, like, you know, the way they interact, you know, that's helped by having so many you know, female writers. You know, it seems right. like these are real interactions. And there's some weird right. people, but they also, it's always like they build up stuff and they have a good, like, ensemble of, like, interesting right. characters, you know, like, you know, like the party girl. You know, even like, her. Well, I think that's another good point too. That the woman who looks like Courtney Cox, um, she like I, I just think she looks kind of like Courtney Cox. But like she, she like again with her, she seems like she's just gonna be you know, like 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 uh, like an asshole. She's gonna be kind of a bitch and stuff. And then like um, and then and then when you uh, and then as you learn more about her, like she's not totally that. She again. It's like she, like as I said, Jenji Cohen is really good at, 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 at you know, at, at, you know writers, but but creating these like characters that have more depth to it. That you're like, oh, I kind of understand why she's kind of an asshole, and like, and it's not just an excuse her. It's just like there's there's clearly some stuff going on there of like you know, uh, and probably some drug and partying stuff that are problems. And that well, and let that, me yeah. give my final like this is like what sold me. It was in the first episode. And, like, at the end, basically, you know, Rich Moore's husband, you know, has admitted to his wife about his infidelity. She's, she's like, storming, like, a wrestling rink where they're practicing. And she starts, like, like beating up Ruth. And, like, Sam, who's, like, staring out, like, sort of high on coke, 
he has this like vision that it's of like this kind of like crazy eighties wrestling ring thing, like the hairstyles and makeup and everything of the two of them fighting, and they start playing, you know, that, that you know the Journey song, you know. Someday love will find you. Break home. Right, break and let's see that one. And it's you know, separate ways is the name of the song, which is a great song, first of all. But it's also it's like it's just like they really. I love it that, that scene because they they timed like all like the hits and stuff to the music, uh, which is really great. Yeah, it's like the vision he sees. In, yeah, and it's, and it's like a it's like a wrestling thing where she actually puts it for for real life, like she. She comes in. She comes in while while Ruth is in the ring. Betty Gilpin comes in and like starts yelling at her. Yeah, about it. So 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 yeah. No no no. You're, you're right. Um. So 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 we've talked about some of the main actors. Um. The the woman the you know the 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 black woman who, who plays that one character. But I mean I think I think like um, I mean in general the ensemble is good without you know. And, and they, they do a good job of, like, pacing how they get closer and closer as a group as they're, like, living near each other and, and hanging out and trying to do the do this whole thing. Um, and, yeah, yeah. So, I just, just in general, I think, I think that's very impressive. Um, so, I think we move on from, uh, from actors. I think, I think some of the, the thematic stuff and, uh, going on in it is pretty good. And what I, what I, what I mean is, like, there's like some, there is this kind of undercurrent of like a social commentary thing going on a oh, little yeah, bit, sure. you know, while still talking about like, you know, there's over the top stuff going on in, in wrestling, you can say entertainment, of having these stereotypes. And, you know, it still goes on in wrestling. Wrestling is is, is, is always known for for, for having um, stereotypical yeah. characters, offensive characters, things like that. But it even makes um, like the point, like, it's hard to find a lot of really good complex roles for women or having shows that have a lot of women or having like anything other than white characters and I guess black characters to a lesser extent but then past that you know you get very little except for very like specific genre shows that are like this is the Hispanic show like Jane the Virgin but other than that you know you tend not to see any kind of real diversity this shows that's a lot of diversity, right, right, right. And again, they're they're very believable, real characters, which is the really good thing about it. But what I was saying too is remember, remember that was that was kind of the whole thing. I think with like the character of Sam Mark Marin, which is that he seemed to like, like they, they, they like they, they kind of hint that he's like done some like activism stuff. Because remember, he the, the whole thing is obviously these are spoilers. This whole thing, yeah. remember, like at, um, um, at the end, when he finds out that one. Girl, who he thought was was uh, it was into him was actually his his daughter. Yeah. And living out back to the future, man. Right. And 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 apparently, apparently, her mom, like he she met Sam. It was like a Black Panther, like uh, a Black Panther meetup or something. But then what he does with the twist at the end, with with the with the black wrestlers, with like them like saying like you know you like. Like having like a whole like promo or speech saying like you know the character the wrestler saying uh, all this stuff you've done to my people or something like that. Right, well, so 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 that's where the undercurrent and I think uh, going on there and he tries to have that as like a twist of like of, you know not telling 
not changing the Billy Gee oh, video, but yeah. the character who won the title, and this was going to happen. And but it, but so so like that that stuff is like going on sort of in the background, and how like the people remember they throw the they throw like the beer cans at the at the Indian woman, right? You know, well, like, you were terrorists, so, like yeah. Were you taken in by the work? What do you mean? I was like taken in. Like, did the work? You know, you know, they were they had a work. Did you, right. did you see it coming? No, I didn't see it coming. That, that's, yeah, because uh, I didn't... Uh, I should right. clarify, when I say work, it's a wrestling term, which means kind of like, you know, a lot, you know, like sort of like a pretend lie thing. Because at the end, the group is sort of like, you know, pretending with Betty Milpin to, you know, she's pretending that she actually isn't going to wrestle, but she does anyway, comes out of the crowd, and it's like, oh, they didn't follow the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. you know, it's like, and they, ca- and they, they sort of also capture that that's what happens in wrestling, but still, well, yeah. But of course, it, it doesn't make sense that she didn't tell the other wrestlers. Uh, yeah, you don't tell the audience, but that's a different thing. But I understand why they did that for like the surprise. And then, of course, yeah, Sam had his own like last minute twist. He decided right. to do because of that. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so you know, he, like, so again, like, you get the sense because remember, there's that there's that thing where like. One of the, the the black wrestlers, she was saying to like one of the, the guys, so like guy who's the who's the husband of one of the wrestlers, right. like Jerry. asking, him, yeah, yeah, she was like asking him, like, do you think Sam the Mark Maron character, like, oh, is, right. he, is is he racist? I would say racist, but am I, more, am more am sexist, I, I would say. <laughs> and that's kind of the, those those kind of interesting things that like well, seems like he like cares yeah. about the social commentary stuff, but he 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 definitely has a lot of like, anger oh, towards women. There's, yeah. clear, there's some kind of weird mother thing for sure. Too. Which, by the way, does sort of sync up with with some of the people behind professional wrestling too. Some of the guys in professional wrestling. So, what do you mean? Well, are there are there people? Uh, you know, are there are there people who like famously had some issues in there? Well, that's the whole thing in wrestling. Is like a number of wrestlers, writers, things like that have had a number of issues with like their like um, you know. Uh, Personal lives with, uh, with like, yeah. their like their their like marriages and relationships. Oh, sure. and I things thought you were like talking that. specifically about like a mother thing. No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general. Well, sure, that happens. Yeah, yeah. But they, that's sort of like incidental. But I'm wondering if that's what they were basing it off of in some sense. I don't know. You have to get like that, like specific. Because I mean, you know, these are sort of you know, tropes, and you know, you could you be inspired a lot by just characters and looking at. Original both. I mean, the arc of the first season is essentially let's get the show on the air, you know. And there's yeah. art, and and then there's a secondary arc of you know Ruth trying to somehow reconcile with her friend, right? And then there's a lot of all other things. In the tertiary arc, well, there's more. There's well, I mean, I, I, I guess, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe Sam's is right below that. You could say to an extent because you do see the arc of his relationships. And you know, in a, in a, so he kind of is like the third, the third protagonist. Well, he is. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're really, they're really three protagonists. You hear like Cherry's thing is going to be a thing next season, you know, which is like, you know, Cherry was who was hired to be on the, the show. It's like it's like so we want a black lady and a Jew. They're going to be cops. Like, remember that's like that's the show that she got cast on. <laughs> Well, of course, so Zenji Cohen and one of the um, one of the showrunners is Jewish. I forget which one, but 
like, you know, there's definitely some Jewish stuff in this show. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I mean, like, you know, just like in Orange is the New Black, there's some, you know, there's some in, in, in weeds, there's Jewy crap. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we're allowed to say that because we're Jews, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about in this show? What, well, there was the whole stuff about, like, your favorite character, you know, the, the Russian Jew. Remember? Uh-huh. The Russian Jew that she goes oh, to the prison. Right. Right. I, I, I knew you were gonna like that guy because <laughs> you always lo- you always love the like you know the sort of like the asshole Russian guy. So, well, I, I wonder, and, and also again, like that makes sense in historical context. What in the eighties though? I'm trying to think. I, I mean, a- after this was that, around that time where they were yeah. trying to get a lot of Russian Jews out. Were they were they successfully doing it in the late eighties? That was like a huge thing. Was I this, actually this went was, to a rally. No, as a no, I, I know that. What I'm saying is. What year does this take place in? It's like late eighties. So was it after you know the collapse of Soviet Union? No, it's a no. That's that's kind of the point. Yeah, so I'm saying it's because definitely after it collapsed, there were a lot of Russian Jews who came. came you know, when we were growing really, up. Really, they actually it was before. That so was it was the happening. Whole point. Okay, so they were so they were getting people. Yeah, because they were like he as he said like you know Jews. There was like a lot of anti-Semitism in Russia, and there had been for a very long time. And it was not better under communism in the slightest, despite having a lot of Jews in the origins of communism, but that didn't help, obviously. I mean, you know, Marx obviously was one of them, but you know, there were also a lot of anti-Semites yeah. in the beginning. Yes, yeah, so, 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 like, so, that, so, that, so that makes sense with, uh, with, uh, that, 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 that makes sense with getting, uh, with, uh, with, you know, having, like, she went to like a like a Russian, a Russian Jewish uh, adult oh, prison. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know, but he, 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 he his explanation made sense. Like he couldn't do it in Russia because right. it was illegal. Right. You know, you weren't allowed to express like religious beliefs or practices in the communist Russia. But you know, so he yeah. never had a prison. So, I, I guess in general, like just as we're Surrounding it off, like I think, yeah. I think with the with the show, in, in a general sense, without without even without even mentioning the wrestling part, because I mean, if you're if you're a wrestling fan at all, I think it's worthwhile seeing, and I oh, think yeah, that, that's yeah. easier. That's an easier sell. Yeah, if you're um, if you're really freaking out about the concept of like SJW, whatever, I can tell you my really my Republican friend, you know, he really liked it. You know, and what you just saying, like, you know, a lot of, I heard a lot of people were like, is this feminist propaganda? Yeah, well, I think they're just I'll saying that because say it's, it's a female-fronted show, but that, that is yeah. my Republican friend who, you know, probably doesn't like feminist propaganda, like the show. He's a wrestling fan. Well, well, I think the important thing is that it's a really well-done show. So, you know, it, I mean, I mean, so... So the first thing I say is, that, as I was saying, is like, is like, if you're a wrestling fan, I think you'll like it because they do a lot of they treat wrestling with respect while still also pointing out the oh, flaws in it and the ridiculous yeah. stuff. Because by the way, many, many, if not most, professional wrestling fans, and I would include my, myself in that, and you would too, yeah. in, 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 at least in a general sense, um, know there's plenty of ridiculousness and stupid stuff in wrestling. I mean, there, there's, there, there's there's no doubt about it. Some of that is fun and part of it. Some of it is just dumb. Yeah, um, the but revelation, they, they, but they, you know, but they, they do a well, hold on, hold on. They, they, they do a good job with that. But 
if you're not a wrestling fan, because most, it's not like most people are, are wrestling fans, right. um, the, 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 the show has so many layers to it, and believable, legitimate layers yes. to it, and there are all these interconnecting, weaving stories, even though there are these, it's these, uh, you know, condensed, you know, these, these like 30-minute episodes, and, and to have all the storylines going on that are believable and good, and the reveals being surprising and satisfying and all that, make it really worthwhile. And again, it, they, they don't push, even though I was saying there's some social commentary stuff there, it's not pushed in a way that's like, here is my point of view about society and life. It's, it, it, these are just these really good stories. And it's from the, it, it's from the perspective mostly of female characters, which, you know, is great. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, and it, yeah, it's yeah. true characters. And, but also the, the, the male characters are real too. So if you have like a problem with it, it's, you know, with wanting to say it's like a feminist propaganda thing, it's, it's, it's garbage. It's just a really well done show, and yeah. it's written it's written by female writers. So I mean, like they, they're funny. writing things from. Now I yeah. will say it is interesting because like apparently Alison Brie's character was originally written to be kind of um, unattractive, so she had to like really push to get the role. She's like, Alison Brie was pushing. Yeah, yeah they, they, they clearly they clearly did stuff. I mean, it's like they, they didn't make her up as much. She wore like less makeup. She had no makeup. She, she had no makeup. Well, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I think they were they were trying for that. But I mean, Alison Brie is so <laughs> so attractive. Right. right. Well, that's, that's so, I mean, yeah. So they kind of made some jokes about that. Like you know, yeah. he's like in the first episode, he's like, you have one of those faces where it's like, I look at her, I'm like, yes. Another one, like, yeah. Mark Aaron's so like, get out of here. He's like, I don't know. It's your, it's your face, your ass. You know, I, I don't like him. Or maybe I like him too much. <laughs> um, or like, you know, when like he, he was like saying, like, you know, she's like the villain. He's like, what? No, no, she's the girl next door. You know, it, it was, so they kind of like, they, they junk the, she's not attractive. Because obviously that's ridiculous. Right. But, you know, it's, uh... Right. Well, but still, but still being, I mean, it makes sense, like, being juxtaposed next to Betty Gilpin. And, and all that. That was, I think, part of the thing. Was right, well, she's more like, like classic, right. you know, blonde bombshell type. Right, right, right. And again, they did, I mean, maybe we didn't mention her acting so much, too, but she does a really, she does a little bit. She, she does a really good, and, and her whole thing, you know, and she doesn't, she doesn't play, like, a stereotypical, uh, you know, like, blonde bombshell stuff. I mean, she seems like, she, you know, she's, she's an actress who is, who is, who was, you know, who had a kid and wanted to focus and wanted to focus on that and was also sort of sounds like her husband sort of manipulated her and talked her into taking that more seriously and it was and, and but I mean she, she clearly you know was taking seriously being a mom yeah. too and wanted a family as well so she wanted some stability but also wanted her own her her own life too and really seemed to remember she mentioned how much she liked doing wrestling she she said yeah. I feel like I had control and all she all felt stuff. like yeah finally she had control but but yeah but she but she so but, the only it, problem really good, yeah. is that. You know, they both can't win an Emmy for the show. Because they're both so good. And I don't know, it's hard to, like, decide. Mark Maron also. Well, yeah, but he would be a different right, guy. Right. It's hard to decide who does better, because they're both really good. I feel like, I feel like Alison Brie is a little bit more interesting yeah. than that character. And she does, like, just some of the stuff that she does. I mean, yeah, having believably making... <laughs> Her Russian jokes funny is hard, but she does a really good job. Yes. I think we should just wrap it up. You know, 
we definitely recommend the show. It's one of the best in a while. You know, I feel like there's a lot, you know, people talk about peak TV and stuff, and there's a lot of shows that I feel like, eh, you know, most shows for me are, eh, yeah, they're fine. Uh, some shows are bad, you know, but, I mean, right now, this is, like, up there with some of the yeah, better shows. I'd agree. I mean, like, what's what what's around right now that we can say are really solid shows? I mean, they're obviously, You're you the know, worst, we, can, we can talk about, well, 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 hold on, well, well, the point I was going to make is obviously, you know, Nerd Punch is Nerd, we're going to be a little more partial to trying to, trying to watch and put enthusiasm towards things like, you know, the Marvel Universe and stuff like that, and obviously we all have our own opinions about the different shows, but we're going to yeah. maybe put a little more effort and see, I like this, didn't like this, whatever, um, but it, but but I don't know if most of the shows I would say would be up there are some of the best shows. I mean, I, I love Jessica Jones, I thought that was the best out of all of them in terms of as a show, Right. Um, but, but like, in terms of shows and that are out there now that are like, wow, these are really good shows. I mean, like you were saying, I mean, you're the worst. Rick and Morty, obviously. Um, uh, Stranger Things. And um, I would say Orange is the New Black, uh, uh, too. I haven't really seen, um, I haven't seen the most recent seasons of House of Cards, but I, I don't like that as much. But yeah, but, but Orange is the New Black is there. And, um, and uh, uh, yeah, the other ones we mentioned, I think, I think Glow also deserves to be up in that category. Obviously, we're missing some some shows we're talking about, but but I think Glow is one of the one of the the best ones on Netflix. I mean, easily. I mean, you haven't seen BoJack Horseman, but that's pretty good. Right. Right. Uh, but I mean, Glow. If you're talking about original Netflix shows, I yeah. think it is my favorite one. Of the better than Stranger Things. Yes, I don't think it's better than Stranger Things. So, but, but but okay, I like Stranger Things. Uh, but no, I like Glow. Anyway, <laughs> as the beautiful tones of, of ways sing us to you know, a new tribe, you know, I think it's time to wrap it up, so nerd you later, Benji. Nerd you later.